Good evening and welcome to another episode of Unstoppable Overcomers. And tonight we are having the amazing Kara Oker. But before we bring Miss Oker on, I just want to uh, talk a little bit about tonight's sponsor. Uh, Unstoppable Overcomers has actually partnered with uh, Camaraderie Rescue Mission. And we are out to help two female veterans uh, go to their next um what do you call it? it it's an outing, uh, a, a trip of a lifetime for these ladies. Um, and so we have agreed to help sponsor two amazing ladies. So in the comments are the links. You can either per, uh, help us by purchasing your coffee order. It's uh, I hear it's an amazing blend. I'm waiting for mine to come in. Or you can use the second link and just strictly donate. So um, if veterans are on your heart like they are ours, uh, definitely feel free to help us get these women um, onto that trip because I know it's going to change lives for sure. With that, I'm going to bring up the amazing Kara Oker. Girlfriend, I am so excited you're on my show. I had a blast when I was on your show. And here we are. And I just yeah, want to say welcome. <laughs> Actually, it's funny because Karen and I first talked, it's like we were like soul sisters. What did you, you call us? Uh, oh, Twisted Sisters? Twisted Sisters, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, uh, we're, we're all sorts of dark and twisty. And uh, you're like, is this normal? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we both grew up with a chaotic uh, life childhood um, with each each of our parents battling some kind of uh disease so and we i didn't think about it until i met kara that that's actually um you know it was everyday life for us so we didn't think anything different and it kara is the first one that i've ever talked to in my life that it was like she got it and so that's where the uh twisted sisters come in so uh just a little bit of background on that so Kara, why don't you tell us a little bit about your overcoming story and then we'll just like god take the lead on the conversation i mean it, it goes back to exactly what you said you know growing up uh where for me personally you know my i don't remember a time when my mom wasn't dealing with cancer or wasn't dealing with the after effects of, of her cancer battle. So um, when I was two and a half, three, she was first diagnosed with, with breast cancer and, and that was her legacy. It, it fueled her to want to get um, her bachelor's and, and master's in teaching. It fueled her to want to be the best teacher. It fueled her to um, live every day as if she's not going to have another day and that was that was her life um for 27 years straight and you know when i was 17 she had stage uh two uterine cancer unrelated and then when i was 27 unrelated lung cancer metastasized to the brain and you know that was our our life and with that becomes a a storm of emotions that you know i didn't know why i felt the way i felt and so um i just know that it just felt chaotic and i i guess for me i'm like hey guys so nothing seems right and even as a kid I'm like hey nothing seems right and i thought oh somebody's going to step in and, and save us all or it's going to be okay 
I was looking for that sitcom ending or of sorts or beginning sitcom beginning and and it never came and 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 I think that that is an important story to tell for everyone because we have these ideas and really the purpose of living is to find our purpose and to to embody our purpose and instead of embody our, our situations and our circumstances and and Henry my dog is telling me that I need to pay him attention and not the camera. So uh, that's that's what you're getting right now. You know, but it, it is beautiful because I've learned that, um, so unfortunately, you know, with that, my, my mom passed away when um, the year I was supposed to, the year that I was turning 31. And two weeks before my 31st birthday, uh, my, my dad also passed away. And I, I had to kind of deal with that. Uh, not only did I have to deal with the fact that I no longer had my parents, but I had to heal for all three of us. And, and with that, it started physically. I realized that my body was deteriorating. That was when I was diagnosed with celiac disease because I had to take care of myself. I abandoned myself for most of my life. And then after that, it was you had to take care of yourself. So celiac disease diagnosis, and then with that, with a lot of, with, with autoimmune diseases, especially celiac disease, because it is the only autoimmune disease where one thing is a contributor. <laughs> but celiac disease is not the result of something. It's like a symptom. And mm -hmm. so with me, I realized in my, my health healing journey that not only did I have to deal with just my gut in general, but I had to deal with the thoughts that I was ingesting, mm -hmm. the feelings that I was ingesting, and the results of my actions around my thoughts and feelings. Right. And, you know, that's an ever going journey for all of us, but I became very cognizant in that. So, so much so that I decided, okay, I'm going to be a coach, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, I went through it all physically, for sure. Uh, I, I couldn't eat anything. So I dropped down to uh, 97 pounds on a five foot four frame. Uh, that's not healthy, and nor should it be glamorized at all. But, you know, um, unfortunately, it was too. Uh, at a at a party at a Fourth of July party, uh, someone said I looked really good. And I said, I think I'm dying. My body feels like it's dying. And you're telling me I look good, right? And and so it was just that I, I couldn't, it was so much so that I, I couldn't ingest anything. I couldn't, it was, everything was hard to take. And I had to honor myself little by little. I had to um, stop exercising as much as I did. Um, I had to eat foods that nourished me and sometimes that varied day by day. And I had to be okay with the fact that my hair was also falling out too. Wow. And I had to just be kind to myself. So going through that and overcoming that, and um, to the point where I visited an endo endocrinologist and she said, like literally your, your body is, like taking in every everything that you know taking in your trauma 
it's right. it's doing what it needs to do. Your body is actually protecting you. And right. that was just okay. Yeah. Let's let's take care of myself. Let's honor myself, right? right. Let's drink tea. Let's um enjoy things that taste like coffee right now because I can't drink coffee. <laughs> but let's enjoy things. Let's um, be kind to ourselves when when we feel that shame. Let's cry when we need to cry. Let's stand up for ourselves when we need to stand up for ourselves. Let's set boundaries. Let's be kind when we need to be kind. So all of that. And, and that inspired me to be a health and life coach. And at first it was around health and then being involved in and like my coaching and, and whatnot, I, I ended up realizing that I was coaching people around personal power anyways, but I didn't know how to, how to like internalize it for myself. So being on showing up perspectives on cancer, which is mm -hmm. on tomorrow night at 8 PM, our guest tomorrow is going to be Josh Tehan. Uh, you know, we're talking about that and you know, that part of me, was tucked away that that initial piece of of my connection to cancer was tucked away so much so telling my story on showing up on episode three allowed me to piece that part together and be like no it, it all is valid and let's just go all in and really let's just let's just normalize personal power and what that means let's normalize all of it and let's normalize the root cause of what takes it away, which is the mindsets that we inherit that just are designed to keep us hidden to begin with. So let's talk about that. Let's normalize the messy and let's normalize the amazing parts of ourselves that no one can take away from ourselves. So that's my overcoming piece. I love all of that. I'm just going to go to the comments for one quick minute here. We have the amazing Tim Sean, who <laughs> is your partner on uh, showing up with uh, perspectives of cancer. Sorry if I massacred that name. Uh, Tim <laughs> it's okay. I should have had that written down. I have it written down, actually. Okay. <laughs> Twisted Sisters. What's up? Thank you, Daniel, for being oh, here. Oh. And by the way, if you don't know Daniel Evans, you should. Okay. Uh, he is an amazing guy to connect with. Uh, he was on my Power Half Hour show on episode three. Yeah, you definitely got to go watch that. Uh, Tin sending you air hugs. Uh, the purpose of living is to find our purpose. Absolutely. And Daniel agreed with you on that. Oh, thanks. Again, Kara, thank you for sharing that. And there's just some things I wrote down as you were going and sharing your story. First of all, you know, thank you for sharing that part. I mean, I know, especially the first time sharing it, it's it's difficult. I know uh, I watched that the episode when you, that was your first time sharing it and had tears in my eyes the entire <laughs> time. So if you haven't watched it, you need to go back. I, you have a YouTube channel, right? I do. Uh, so go check that out folks because you don't want to you don't want to miss that for sure but mm -hmm. you know normalizing um personal power you know and did you ever find that when you were growing up and in the middle of that that you were like a people pleaser like everybody came first before you like you were so busy taking care of mom you were so busy um taking care of dad and things like that that it was just you didn't have time for you or is is that not something that 
Yeah. So much so that I didn't even think that I, I uh, was part of the equation. And that's not anything that anyone would want to wish on their, you know, child. And, and when I say that, again, it's to normalize. It's not to, oftentimes when we tell our story, and I felt it the first time that I told my story, um, I thought, oh my gosh, people are going to think like I even cared, but I did it. But in that moment, I did. People are going to think that, oh, woe is Kara. Kara wants to woe all over herself. And it's not that. It is the normalization of sometimes, you know, when you're in that situation, it's hitting the ground running and that's all you ever know. People who have had a life before that, you know, they don't stop to think like, hey, maybe maybe this is really affecting, you know, this this child the way that it it is. And, you know, you just go with it like, OK, I'm just going to go with it. And so learning how to prioritize myself in a way that this is this is my life. We all live in a world, you know, with each other. But I I have to have my back, just like Dorothy Ann, you have to have your back. And that doesn't mean that it supersedes or, or that it overpowers anyone else's. It just means that you either are able to coincide and live lives together or you don't and you're you're gonna have to be okay with that and you're still going to have to prioritize yourself and learning that you know is a hard thing and and i it brought up a lot of shame too because like oh you know like oh i, I don't want to have to do this but it, it is so important to um you can care about people but understanding what people pleasing means. Um, and then people who are used to your people pleasing, suddenly you're selfish. I like, no, 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 I'm full of self. I'm not selfish. Um, I'm still here. I'm still, um, I'm still present, but that doesn't mean that I'm uh, purposely out to um, put you down or to minimize your life. I'm, advocating for my own you know right. and and I'm, that is so important for all of us to want to do mm -hmm. and it, it can't be talked about enough i love that you said that and the reason why i love that you said that was because there are some days i feel extremely selfish because i decided to put up a boundary and like yourself pretty much my entire childhood i helped take care of the house i helped take care of my my i don't remember a time that i would come home and my mom was tired and laying on the couch after work you know or you know so I picked up my dad and I take turns cooking and and cleaning the house and things like that until you know things switched and he was sick but um it was just it it seems like I I can honestly say looking back and not even realizing it that I lived my life for everybody else up until my dad, actually, ironically enough, when my dad was first diagnosed with cancer two and a half, well, three years ago now, and that's when I got help in that area of my life. And I didn't even realize it. Like I was running on below E, <laughs> you know, everything going on. And that's when I realized, holy crap, you know, and now there are some days I was like, there are some days I feel selfish because 
for so long I didn't take care of me and uh, and now I'm just like well that's selfish I I have this thought and no that's selfish and I never thought of myself as a selfish person but yeah I need to take out care of me too because I'm just as important if I don't take care of me then if I die <laughs> good luck to my husband <laughs> you know <laughs> well um and really when you go from people pleasing to deciding that you're not Initially, you are selfish and it is messy and you're emotionally vomiting on everyone and you're reckless because we often think, well, let's just do the reverse. And then that just means that you end up being an a-hole. <laughs> but that also is kind of part of the process. Power to too. the a-holes. Yeah, but it's, it's also acknowledging it too yeah. and knowing when you're not your best. And, um, you know, like there's a difference between having a bad moment or having a bad going through a phase and that actually being part of your character. So the people who know, they know, they understand, they know the real Dorothy Ann, they know the real Kara Oker. And as Tim Stone said, yeah, shout out to the a-holes. <laughs> I was going to go into the comments. I'll just quickly go in here. Tim I is so proud of you. I was like, oh my God, I love it. Hey, Chuck. Hey. That's Welcome. I still have to connect there. with him. I, we, really? oh, we've been trying, but it's one or yeah. the other. We're not connecting. Uh, yes, please join Kara and Tim tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Uh, on um, Perspectives of Cancer with the amazing Josh Tehan. So yeah. definitely show them up there. <laughs> Watch Kara sharing her perspective. Where's the a-hole comment? Oh, shout out to the a-holes. <laughs> yes, shout out to the a-holes. <laughs> but I mean, it, let's, let's be real people because how many of you out there in the audience and who's going to be watching the replay grew up the same way we grew up and we thought it was completely normal. We, you know, by the time we're ready yeah. to get married, we're, we're like crashed because we've taken care of everybody our whole lives and then you know now's the time that we just wanted to sit back and relax even though you know as you get older you usually gain more responsibility but hell right now i wanted to be revert back to a child some days because i've had enough responsibility to last me a lifetime um yeah and, I guess and it's to all be honest though and and my apologies for for cutting you off but i i want to add real quick though uh you go through people pleasing and you go through taking on more and you go through this perfectionist part. And, you know, Emily Harmon, if none of you have connected with her, you need to. She's an amazing coach as well. She has a show on Wednesdays. I think she's on on Mondays too, but um, she talks about saboteurs and um, we all have them, right? And and that's that's not us. That That's the... That's what we've decided we needed to develop. Those are the skills we've needed to develop to survive. And at one point, you have to decide that you're going to thrive, you're going to live, and that you deserve it. Uh, and, and the path to it is still messy, but you're not only making up for that. And it, it's not even really if you go through a childhood where you have to people please, you have to have control, you have to abandon yourself. Uh, it's because your parents probably had to also. Yeah. And their parents had to. And it's generational. So sitting with that, 
rooting yourself into what is present, what is going on now, is so essential. Because ninety, like I feel like so many of us are operating almost a hundred percent of the time on our saboteurs or on our past lives instead of really enjoying the present. There are days where I just totally tune everything out and I just walk around. You know, I live in an in urban city neighborhood. I just tune it out and just, uh, I, I just walk and, and pay attention to the moment and, and enjoy my walks with Henry and, and you know, and really ground myself uh, because that's important. That's when I know that I am alive and I have something to work with and that um, my saboteurs and, and my my inner child, like they don't need to be there, you know? So, but it is, it is so hard, uh, but sometimes you do have to do it, not just for you, but for everyone, which is still kind of people pleasing, but not really because we're all connected and the, the best thing you can do is just be the best version of yourself. And that's, that's every single day till there's two things people are burying you in the ground. You know what I mean? Like it's every single day. Yeah. There's, there's two things that you said there that just made me, my brain go click, click. (sighs) And uh, I hope to God, I remembered what I was going to say. Uh, (laughs) It was, um, sorry. It went, I was there that it went, but I know I love what you said that you, um, so what is the the best self-care? It will come back to me. What is the best self-care thing that you do for yourself? I know today here in Canada, we actually had an amazing uh, day where it was seven degrees. So I went out on a walk. That's my, usually my, when being in nature is what helps me, what helps you get back to your center and back to, um, you know, making sure that that's your number one go-to for your self-care. Seven degrees Celsius? That, yeah, yeah. Seven, well, Fahrenheit. So that's 30, add 32 to that. Okay, yeah. No, it's been a 50 degrees, 60 degrees here. Uh, I went on a walk today. Uh, it, you know, just architecture. I'll notice uh, our architecture around downtown. Just kind of notice details. And um, I don't know. What's funny is I recently bought myself a lightweight coat. Uh, I, for the longest time, I had a huge, like heavy coat that could probably withstand Canadian weather. Um, and, and, and I have long sleeves and a jacket, right? But I don't have a, an in-between coat. So I recently bought one and, and, um, <laughs> you know, talk about survival state. Sometimes you just get zeroed in and you're worried about being cat called all the time because I'm like, oh, danger. Somebody's going to put me in their trunk and we're going <laughs> to head off to the woods somewhere, <laughs> you know, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I'll walk around and people are like, your coat looks really nice. You know, I'm like, thank you. I really like my coat too. And so I know that that sounds crazy, but that just makes me happy because that is something that I did for myself. I I needed something for myself, so I took care of that. You know, how often do you say, okay, 
Um, I know I need to buy this, but I'm going like for myself um, just to, to function as, a, you know, live a comfortable life as a human being, like a lightweight coat. <laughs> Um, but we end up blowing it on things that make us feel happy, but we don't, we don't invest in ourselves. So even investing in, in things, um, you know, if you like artwork, uh, like making artwork or, or buying prints, you know, um, like stuff like that, that's self-care, uh, because you are, you know, investing in yourself, yeah. not investing on who you think you should be. Right. Um, you know, if you don't like yoga, don't do yoga. Uh, but if you want to exercise, exercise in a way that feels good, not because you think you have to to keep up with the Joneses. Like I was talking to someone today about CrossFit. I used to do CrossFit and uh, nothing against CrossFit, but that's just not my jam. And I recognize that about myself. And, um, you know, so what does feel good? Well, dance parties make me feel good. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. Dance parties in my exactly. kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. You crank footloose up and watch the world go. <laughs> Seriously. Try it one day. Uh, you, I don't know about what that song does, but it just like... Whew, I just like, I'll start and I'll be like at the next Kevin Bacon. No one wants to be in my house when I do it. But I mean, I don't give a shit. It's what I like to do. Like you said, it makes me feel good. And yeah. that's all that matters. <laughs> You're out there running and, out to your backyard, jumping yes. on your tractor. <laughs> okay. I don't live in the rural area. <laughs> I, I remembered what I was going to say earlier. So oh, before, right. I, before it goes, when you said talk, you know, um, taking a step back. Uh, so for instance, um, after my dad passed away, I, I, I decided to take a step back and just to see where, how my mom would, um, how it would work out for my mom. And like, she lives an hour away from me. So it's not like it could be right there, but she spent the first five weekends after with either my brother, my uncle or myself. That being said, I just stepped back and when she needed something, I, I had her come to me. And same thing with my brother. I wasn't sure what was going to happen because normally everybody comes to Dorothy to fix shit. And that's been my entire life. I've been Miss Fix It my entire life. And then I decided again because I got that from my dad. So when my dad passed, I was just like, okay, when you guys need me, call me. I'll be there. But I was just going to see how it goes. And you know what? It's been the best, best damn move of my life. Yeah. They, she got to see exactly how strong she is. My brother was able to step up and help my mom. And he did. He stepped up in a huge way. Uh, so he was doing things for her. And he even got to the point where I said, well, if you need me, call me and I'll come help you. He goes, why would you come an hour away when I'm only 20 minutes away? It's no big deal. So in doing that, so the people pleasers that are out there that constantly have to reach out and help, because trust me, I was one of those people up till five months ago that I had to, my drug of choice was helping my family and making sure everybody was going to survive the apocalypse, you know? And, but if you step back and allow them to step up, I'm telling you, not only do you feel better, they feel better. They feel useful. They feel like empowered and it empowers you because you've allowed them to just be who they need to be.
So yeah. that is my advice for anybody out there yes. that's going through the same thing. Um, you know, you don't have to be Miss Fix-It or Mr. Fix-It. Allow people to be who the hell they are. Mm -hmm. And if they want something, they'll call you. <laughs> and, and communicating that is really huge, too, because sometimes if you don't, then people are like, are you all right? <laughs> are you running off to a cave to hide what's going on? Um, but verbalizing, hey, you know, this is what I'm going to do. You let me know when you need me. That is a big thing. Also, a very powerful phrase to start using is, how can I help you? Or what do you need? Yeah. A lot of times people don't know. But even if you ask yourself, if you get in the habit of asking yourself, what do I need help with? Or what do I need? Um, yeah. That just kind of triggers something within you to just want to find out. And when people don't know or when you don't know for yourself, don't force it. Just, you know, let them figure it out or let yourself figure it out. Because then you're perpetuating the cycle of people pleasing. And, you know, which is like people can't survive without me, which is unintentionally selfish in nature, but you're groomed to feel that way. And, you know, so it's, it's pretty amazing that you did decide for yourself, hey, I'm here if you need me, but uh, I'm here if you need me, yeah. if as the operative word. It's funny. It, it took, it took us leaving our, missed, uh, took my dad leaving in order for me to get that way. <laughs> who knows what would have happened if I would have stepped back and allowed him to be who he needed to be too, but I can't change anything. So I'm just going to drop it um, and just, you know, allow it to what happened to happen. There um, are so many, there have been so many days, so many nights, so many moments where I, wondered you know if mom if my mom were to have been able to do the work for herself would she still be here and i had so many so many moments where i felt guilty like i'm i'm doing this now like it had to take and and with the guilt came anger too you like you had to freaking you know, like, I know it sounds harsh, but I'm, I'm just like, you had to freaking die on me for this to happen. Like, so I'm so angry at you. You know, I'm so angry. And and that's not really how it is. Like, of, of course, like, it, it sounds harsh. But it, you know, allow yourself to feel those, those dark, angry thoughts because then you can just let it out instead of allowing them con to consume you and then reframe your narrative. Yeah. Say, you know, these, the people I love, uh, who I've lost in my life, they live their life and now I get to live mine and, you know, I, I get to heal for me and I get to heal for them. And we all get to heal together. Yes. And heal you together. bet you that anyone going through pain, they they don't, their intention is to not do that, right? Their intention is to not live in pain. Yeah. So just 
And it's okay to also momentarily be like, you know, but, and as a result, like when you're angry and holding on to that pain, you're inadvertently doing that yourself. So just feel it, drop it and, and, and do the best you can every day. You know, we all do our best with the tools that we have. You know, sometimes we feel like we don't have any tools and sometimes we have all the tools in the world and we don't use them at all. So just use them. Exactly. Exactly. It's like we have a toolbox at our disposal. When we're ready, we'll use the right one. Or when the the saying, when um, the student is ready, the teacher will appear. That has become so clear to me over the last year. It's like not even funny. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, instead of, you know, your, like your doors creaking. So you just like take the door off instead of grease the hinges. Like (laughs) Exactly. Sometimes we just do that to ourselves. Why? Why? Why is this going on? (laughs) Why don't you just grease the door, losers? Like, come on, let's just. You know, but we don't know at the time. It's just, it just, we're just so tunnel visioned. It's like, ah, it just feels better to just do all the extra work to just take off the door. Exactly. It's it's amazing though how creature, how us human creatures are so different, but so alike. Like, and I'm sure that everybody goes through the phases that we've gone through one time or another. And grief, grief can be a tricky sucker because I'm telling you, there'll be lots of days that I'm fine and out of nowhere, I'll just start bawling. And, and, you know, and I'm like, what the heck? And one minute I'll be fine. And then the next minute I won't be. And it, it depends. I don't know, like when the anniversary date comes around, there's some months I get very emotional and, and this last one, it was not, it was like nothing. So I don't know. And just, like you said, allow yourself those moments, allow yourself to feel it because for years I was emotionally closed off. Like my heart was so closed. I don't even, I don't even know how my husband got through it, but um, you know, but that's constantly working on myself too, constantly seeking different um, counseling, different meditations, different healing things. I mean, I spent the last 10 to 15 years of my life after my abusive relationship to get to where I am today. And in some emotional um, energy work that I'm doing with Dr. Christie, it's like more stuff is just released. And it's like, I almost feel like I'm lightweight. (laughs) Um, But, you know, and that's why we have such amazing coaches as yourself, so that people can feel empowered. And, um, you know, so tell us a little bit more about your coaching program. How is it that you different people? Or who's Uh, your target? Who's your target? um, um, Client? So, you know, in the coaching world, it is push on us to have this exact demographic, this niche that your your target clients need to be this person, you know, but really my target people are people who really just need to know they need help and defining what their personal power is. And they just want a no bullshit approach. They're ready to do the work. They're ready to just know that it's messy and they're ready to just um, ugly cry their way through it and know that it's just, um, you know, the next, it, it's, it, it's necessary for the next step. Um, and, and just that awareness. So 
um, if you're ready for that, I'm, I'm your girl, <laughs> you know, she will kick your ass into shape. <laughs> Look out for Kira. Check her out. <laughs> oh, but I mean, kind of because, uh, you know, it's like that, uh, gentle ass kicking. It's like, Hey, you got this. No, it's fine. It's okay. And, and releasing the shame because we're already our worst critics. And then just kind of holding ourselves to, you know, I know it's tough, but this is what you want. You know, this is this is what you decided that you want for yourself. And so let's do this together. I, I tell my clients, look, you, you are in charge of driving your bus. Um, you just tell me where we're going to go and I'm going to help with the directions. I got the Google on. <laughs> <laughs> the Google is going to help us. We're going to Google our way through this, right? It, like metaphorically, of course, but it's, it's you're in the driver's seat of your own bus. Right. And um, like, and that's it. And at first that's so intimidating, but then people are like, oh, really? I get to drive the bus? You know? Yes, you get to drive the bus. Quit being a passenger in your own life. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. I love that. Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, Chris Hennessy. Sorry, I just, uh, uh, I'm just looking at everything. Sorry, I'm just not going to produce anymore. Just That's okay. Produce. I was going to go to the comments here. Uh, Ash says, as we get older, we accumulate anniversary reactions. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Hello, Chris. Chris's show was right on after ours, so hop on over there. Oh, Anything nice. out of the etch sketch tonight? <laughs> Chris. Uh, yes. Oh, Legia. Legia. Yes. As I the am master, the master of the Google. Google. <laughs> <laughs> Quit being the passenger in your own life. I love that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I come up with some pretty good ones once in a while. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You know, and what's also not normalized and it should is tooting, tooting your own horn. Does not mean that you, um, this, okay, so this is something big and I wonder if anyone else resonates with this. So every once in a while, when things get a little big and I'm stepping into, you know, growing into my new shoes, I guess, right? Or taking that bigger step. I just am terrified of, you know, um, like I become big, at, like pretty good at tooting my own horn and like, oh, hey, we all have things to contribute or whatever, or yeah, you're pretty today. Thank you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, because. And that is not conceit, people. No. That's like, not being conceited. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, my eyebrows are nice. Thank you. You know, like just. Just taking time to really just um, look at ourselves for who we are versus who we have been told we are, right? But um, for a while, I thought, oh, I can't do that because I'm going to turn into a narcissist or like where there's something inherently wrong with me. Like, no, I'm a danger. Like, I, you know, like all that gets and and then i have to just be gentle and sometimes that just means that for like a day or so i'm just kind of in an emotional fetal position <laughs> and then i just work my way out of it but 
tooting your own horn in a way that, you know, doesn't damn anyone else's shadow. It just highlights you, um, just you alone. You know, that's a good thing. Yeah. You know what? I got up today and, and people with uh, depression for sure, seasonal depression, this is huge. I got up today and I took a shower. Like sometimes that's a huge thing. Yeah. Huge, right? I got up today, you know, maybe your example of, yes, self-love is healthy, self-esteem. Sometimes people, people's, I got up today and I drink water instead of a bottle of wine. (laughs) Or two. (laughs) Um, I got up today and I ate a balanced meal of protein, fats, and carbs. I, uh, you know, or I ate today, right? Yeah. I got up today and told myself I'm pretty or smart or capable, you know, yeah. big wins. And that's awesome because, I mean, for years it got me, after, like I said, I went through some emotional healing and, and stuff like that years ago. I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror most days because my self-esteem was so low and then I got myself to a point where I'm like hey I'm a pretty damn good person and then someone came along that heard that and said well you know you think you shouldn't think more of yourself than you ought to which puts you right back down to the damn bottom of the basement again like for those people that actually say those positive things about themselves before someone criticizes other people just know what they've been through and it doesn't really matter what your opinion is of them you have no idea what pit they climbed out of to get to that place. So don't put somebody else down just because you think that that's not appropriate. Yes. And let's talk about that real quick. The more healing you do, the more you will attract people who will literally screech at your existence. And it's hard. It is so hard. Okay. So especially in the last, couple years i'm like oh my gosh i've gotten to the point where i just start laughing because it, it sounds like it, it just seems like a, a weekly occurrence for me i'll do some more growing and then i'll just get people who are screeching at me oh no take that ugly put it back on yourself you know um my favorite thing right now is like i'm not in charge of your emotions like i'm not responsible for your feelings I'm responsible for my actions and I empathize with your feelings, but I can't take them on, you know, uh, like people who I was close to when the pandemic first started, you know, because we all were just kind of scared and huddled together. We no longer are a fit and that's okay. And there some, some of those people are the ones who I've felt the screeching or heard the screeching. Right. And and anytime that you grow, you're going to get that. And and it's so important to not take that personally, because, again, the people who who are there with you, who are there for you, understand. Yeah. Yeah. Self-esteem is yours and no one else's. And your lack thereof is no one's business but your own. You're responsible for that. Yeah. Just quickly before we go on to the next segment of the show, um, you also have a podcast yourself, uh, Deep in Roots. Can you tell us a little bit about that? 
Yes, so it is all about personal power and it's about all sorts of topics. And um, with that is just all those little subcategories of what kind of takes away or, or gives personal power. And I do talk a lot about social justice issues um, because what is representative in society is representative in the home as well. And, um, you know, I, I talk a lot about um, LGBTQIA plus community as well because I'm a part of that community. Um, I'm a proud bisexual and that doesn't mean anything other than like that's just me and it doesn't mean i'm just gonna hit on everyone it just means that, <laughs> it just means that it's me and there's so many things about that right and if i i feel like if i can talk about that then people can be like oh you know what i felt that way too and and i'm re removing the shame ar uh, around it and going about my day and you know i've talked about health stuff and i've talked about um you know, I, I've talked about uh, how to be a good ally and and any community that is not yours and respecting differences. And uh, last week I talked about growing pains with Tem Stone, which is very much against Tem Stone's grain. Uh, <laughs> he deflects. He's the king he of deflection. Is, yeah, and he's talking about growing pains. He's like... It was, it was painful, but I did it for you. Like, yeah, hey, thank you. You know, and um, so I, I talk about all sorts of things and, um, you know, just kind of just normalizing it. So that's the big thing about it. Uh, 51 episodes so far. I've recently made it into a live stream. So I have it on LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, Twitch, Twitter, and so now you can see it. And I love it now because there's comments, people comment, and, and it's more interactive now versus me just hanging out on my podcast microphone. And uh, it's fun. It's just a, a little example of, of the stuff that we could talk about during my coaching sessions with you, you know? So awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So right now we are going to go to the next segment of the show, which is the fundamentals. So in order to do that, we're going to bring on the amazing Kimberly <gasps> and Kalita. There she is. So I'm going to turn it over to Miss Kimberly for right now. And there we go. Okay. <laughs> that was smooth. Sorry. <laughs> Well, hello, everybody out there. Um, we're super excited where we are because it's always a surprise, right? Uh, where we are tonight is in Oak Brook, Illinois, and I am with the beautiful Kalita Barnes, who is a life insurance broker. Um, and Kalita, please share a little bit about you and what you have to offer. Well, yes, I am a life insurance broker. Um, what got me into the field was simply uh, education. You know, I learned that life insurance is not just about a death benefit. That's typically what most people know about life insurance is that it's a death benefit in case you were to pass away, what your beneficiaries might, you know, receive. But we also still have uh, living benefits. 
it's not just a death benefit anymore. And so for me, I'm a single mom and that was life changing for me. So um, to, to learn that uh, in case, God forbid, anything happened, um, got sick, you know, whether it was a critical illness, a terminal illness, um, a critical injury, uh, you can get up to 90% of the face value of your policy while you are alive, which is huge. So oftentimes if something was to happen, you know, finances get affected, living situations get affected. Sometimes you're not able to, you know, you know, you're worried about, can I afford um, to pay for medications or rent, mortgage or whichever else, and you're, you're battling the illnesses at the same time. And so um, for me, I, I, I am a single mom. And so uh, it gave peace of mind. Peace of mind is having ins you know, insurance with living benefits. And so that's what really brought me into the industry as well, was to just educate families in regards to uh, the power of insurance and being prepared. Yeah. And Kalita is a, mm, she's just such a beautiful soul inside of her passion and Kira and we, we Dorothy and I always laugh because it's very intentional for the audience that we don't talk about the two guests <laughs> um, because we're very clear that Holy Spirit is at work in this show um, and we give it every opportunity to, to, to go to work and so it has just been such a privilege um, to really listen to how much you and uh, Kalita have in common um, and it's definitely inside of the world of creating that, that ease of living, right? So that optimal fountain of youth that is in each and every one of us can just flow, right? And flow and flow and flow. So Kalita's passions are very much in tune with you, Kira. Um, and so it's, it's always exciting and, and we look forward to, you know, working with you guys this week because that is Dorothy and my commitment that when people are on our show, their lives just blow up in a positive <laughs> way <laughs> from being on our show. So um, yeah. So for anybody out there that doesn't know what they don't know about life insurance and, you know, the opportunity that it can bring to calm people down, right? Like I love what you were talking about, Kara, about the thoughts you have, the emotions you have, not you personally, but all of us as humans, um, that literally make us sick. Yeah. And, and a lot of them, um, are live inside the world of finances and, and security. Right. So that's who yeah. Kalita is for people. Yeah. And with that in play, we're going to start the fundamentals of this show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Um, and for those of you that are hearing for the first time, the fundamentals of our show is very intentional. It is spelled FUN, capital F-U-N, little d, little u, little h, capital M-E-N-T-A-L-S. So it is the fun, duh, mentals of life, right? That create outrageous joy, celebration of all life and a symphony, a symphony of beauty which yeah. is what life is really intended to be, right? Okay. So who wants to go first? Kira or Kalita? You get to pick. I can go. Okay, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So. <laughs> this is so great, right? <laughs> the audience, right? The, the, and it the, is the on theme. their yeah, form, yeah, people. Like to say this. <laughs> 
<laughs> they answer and not one guest remembers what they put down. Not one guest. <laughs> we even prep them in the green room. We even prep them in the green room. So it's great. It's perfect. Um, and it's wonderful. And so Kira, sit back and go over your notes where you wrote down what your three fundamentals are. And Kalita will lead the show. So go, Kalita, go. Go you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so you want me to just go ahead and share what my thoughts were? Your one, two, three fundamentals. Okay. I didn't know if you were going to like ask the question or not or whichever. But... I, I did. I said, what are, your, what are your three fundamentals? Yeah. So my, <laughs> my Lucalina, three... what are your three fundamentals that you want to leave the world with? Well, <laughs> uh, what I would leave the world with, um, is there's a song that came to mind uh, by Leanne Womack, I believe is her name. Um, so you can look her up on YouTube. She, the video is up there. Um, but I'm sure you all have heard of the song, possibly. Um, if you haven't, please listen to it. Um, it is called, uh, I Hope You Dance. I Hope You Dance by Leanne Womack. And I love that song. Ever since I first heard it many years ago, um, it's, you know, that would be what I would, my, what I want to leave my children with is I want them to live their lives full out, um, you know, not to get stuck in, in, in fear, walk in, into the fear and whatever it is that they're up to, whatever their, their purpose goal is that they have, but just to live full out. And so that would be one um, that I would leave people with. Um, the other, I would say, um, to remember that the inner me is the real enemy. You, 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 you are the only one that can stop you. No one else can stop you like you can. <laughs> so the inner me is the, the enemy. And so just do it. Just go out there and do it. You know, that goes back to the whole walk in the fear. Um, and then the third thing I would say is to, Live your legacy now. Live your legacy now. We put off so many things to, you know, maybe one day, someday. Okay, well, I have to have this first before I can do that. Um, but do it now. Act now. Beautiful. Beautiful. Can I share one thing? No. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course. <laughs> when you said that song, the yeah. reason why I was jumping is mm -hmm. that is the song I picked to dance with my, with my stepson at my wedding. He acted like he wanted to hurry up and get off the dance floor and, and almost go and under a table, but he, he did it the whole song and then he bolted. But yes, <laughs> that was the song I picked for him. Yeah. <laughs> Dorothy, can you pop it into the whatever? She, yeah. so everyone knows, of course, Dorothy is the ringmaster of everything. And so I don't know how the technology works, but I did pull it up when Khalid and I were working together. And if we could share that with the audience, that'd be great. Thank you, Kalita. Great job. All right, Kara, your turn. So I was equal parts listening to everywhere that Kalita was saying and, and also equal parts trying to figure out where I put that Google form. And like, I know I filled it out, but like, I don't know my answers and I can't find them. They're in purgatory. You have them. I don't know. You <laughs> want me to say them? Do you, oh, do you, Dorothy, because well, I was going to say, I could just guide her through it. 
uh, whatever it. works. I, I, I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I appreciate you. And well, I'll just I briefly say? tell you, but if you want to change them. So you wrote down social justice, mm -hmm. healing trauma, and love of self and how it aligns with relationships with others is what you put down. Yeah. Yeah. I still stand by my statements. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. So Dorothy, slow it down. Can you give her, feed her the first one? So she can talk about it a little bit. Oh, social justice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, social justice issues. It's it's just, um, you know, seeing what's going on in society that is just holding everyone back and, and how it affects everyone differently. And um, really educating yourself around that and how you may be unintentionally perpetuating that in your individual life. Um, that's huge because it does go back to self. It really does. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't buy into perfectionism or, or how to be a perfect human. It just means awareness and, and doing your best mm -hmm. and being aware of, of the programming. Like you said, you, um, you know, Kalita, you were talking about um, like your inner self and whatnot, mm -hmm. just really uncovering what that really is versus what we're told it's supposed to be and or what we've had to do to survive. And um, so that's just huge because how that affects us individually, it affects us in society and in, in so many different levels. Beautiful. And then Dorothy, what was her number two? Uh, healing healing trauma. trauma. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. Give us a little bit about that. What, what, what do you want everybody to hear about that? Oh, yeah. Uh, we all have it in one way or another, uh, and and some of us have a heck of a lot of it too. And it doesn't mean that uh, any of us win a trophy for the most trauma or how we handle it the best. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty crazy. Uh, but just uh, just going with yourself and 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 uncovering uh, what's been holding you back. And, and healing from that, giving yourself love and removing that shame and, and uh, you know, kind of goes to the first. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's huge. I think all of us, if you do life correctly, you're equal parts just in love with your life and equal parts just traumatized. And that's okay. <laughs> you know? So. Sure, sure. And then Dorothy, her last one, number three, just make sure everybody gets them love of self and how it aligns with relationships with others. Yeah. So how you view yourself is how you view others. If you are, if, if when, so when people kind of get rude or snippy, it's because they feel that they, they have to protect themselves or that, you know, um, they've been taken advantage of, right? If you're overly kind, it's because you've been taught that you need to please others so you can please yourself. But if you exude this kindness of, I see you, hmm. and it doesn't affect me, it's, it's just all you, I see you. Like then you're able to reframe things, you're able to reframe your thoughts, you're re able to reframe your actions. Um, and then you're just kind of rooted in yourself versus rooted on like, why is this person side eyeing me when maybe he has like an eyelash 
stuck in his eyeball. You know, <laughs> hey, nobody knows. <laughs> I love that. That was perfect. That was perfect. Yeah. What? Dorothy's been doing it all night. Yeah. No. Well, anybody who's worn contacts for the last two years every day of this freaking pandemic because you don't want your glasses, they get what I mean. Like, my eyes are like bugging out of my head by the time this, by eight o'clock at night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I touch my eyes a lot. Yeah. So Kara, thank you. That was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And you know, thank thank you for riding the roller coaster of the fundamental section of the show. And with that, Dorothy, the fundamental section is complete. Woo-hoo. <laughs> well, thank you, ladies. Thank you, uh, Kalita and, and Kimberly. And I just want to thank our guests for being on the show tonight. Um, and Tim here, what does it mean if you're rude, sniffy, and kind of all of it? <laughs> Means you're Kara? human. <laughs> yes, makes you human. It means we all have bad days, so just get over your damn self. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now, okay, so not gonna lie. Now I have this. Uh, now I have. I hope you dance. This uh, song stuck in my head. I'm just gonna pick up my cat and just like waltz around my my kitchen to that song yes go do it go do it so So again Kira where can people uh contact you because I know what or what we didn't get to what day is your deep in roots podcast oh every Tuesday at 2 p.m eastern standard time you can find me on my LinkedIn channel or LinkedIn profile uh YouTube uh, Twitch, Twitter, you can, it's all deep and roots. So on Instagram, you can find me at deep and roots. Hey, Russ Hedge. Hey, Russ. Um, sorry, just pro- producing again. Um, yeah. And then same with Twitch and, and Twitter, you can find me at deep and roots and then Kara Olker on LinkedIn, just find me there. And, um, that's really the best way to get a hold of me right now because I'm really maximizing my website. So it's all kind of beautifully messy and under construction um but you can find me yeah deep in roots podcast tuesdays 2 p.m eastern standard time and then tuesday nights at 8 p.m is the um showing up perspectives on cancer with uh, yourself and your co-host tim Mm-hmm. And there's something that we didn't mention that I want to mention because I want to bring all eyes on this. Uh, thanks, Russ. You too. Um, Kara and I are part, um, we are helping the amazing Tim Sean get his man of the year with uh, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Uh, it officially kicks off, I think it's March 8th. Uh, so we will be raising awareness and money uh, for the LL. LNS, LLS, Leukemia Lymphoma Society, it will be raising, and our goal is $50,000 is what we need to raise between March 8th and May, I don't know what day it may, I sorry, um, but Kara and I are on the team to help raise $50,000, so yes. uh, as uh, people that have lost family members to cancer, Yes, uh, it is a blood cancer. I know mine, dad, was liver and lung, but it doesn't matter. It, I, it is all for helping these kids. Um, we will be having the, I, was it the, the, is it the male child or the female child we'll be having on our show? 
We're doing a 24 hour live stream, folks, 24 oh. hours. We will be raising money and that's what's going to kick off our campaign. So March yeah. 8th, mark it in your calendar, 6 p.m. We will be starting the 24 hour live stream. It will be on 10 different streaming networks. Mine is included in that. So let's help get uh, some money for these kids so that they can uh, have a normal life. And it's just uh, some of the stories that I've seen as we're gearing up this campaign, I've really wrenched my heart. Yeah. And uh, it's almost like I have a frog in my throat most days when we look at this. So keep that. I, I always... I don't know. I always try to get, no, I not try. I always get into things bigger than myself. Um, and this is one of them. So, uh, so keep your eyes peeled for more information, but we will be starting that, um, March 8th, right? March yeah. 8th. We're kicking that off. So it will be on Kira stream, my stream, Tim's stream, and a bunch of other amazing people um, that we are going to raise fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, I know it's done. I know it's done already. And then some people are like fifty thousand dollars. I'm like, but it's done. It's just like done. Yeah. Like this. done. The actual event starts. Uh, the actual just uh, whole thing. Uh, man and woman of the year. It starts uh, March seventh, but we're doing the the event, the virtual event. Um, yes, open your hearts and wallets, March 8th and 9th. And so it will be across multiple streams for us. So uh, we will be dropping a promo tomorrow because it is two weeks from tomorrow. So we'll be dropping a promo. You'll see it, Dorothy Ann. So you can promote yes. the promo all you want. And we will be having uh, the, the boy of the year uh, on our show. Uh, at, at least the... Yes, 12 live streamers. It's going to be crazy. Tim's like, you signed up for the 12 to 2 a.m. slot? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's going to be DJ Henry and Rita, like, in my kitchen. They're <laughs> just going, going to be, be doing weird stuff, just my yeah. animals and I. It'll be fun. Yeah. There's going to be live entertainment. There's going to be other people sharing their stories. Um, they're like the boy of the year you said is going to be on the show and mm -hmm. at the last two hours it's going to be a party because the amazing tim this year will be 15 years cancer free of uh is it leukemia well so he has he has been um battling cancer for 15 years right. and in december he found out that he currently has no cancer cells and that, yeah, so freaking exciting. And so that's a huge thing because we just, you know, like let's celebrate that and hopefully we can celebrate him being the mom of the girl of the year. Yeah, the awesome. mom of the girl of the year, that's what's up. Um, but hopefully, you know, 15 years from now, we will be celebrating. Hey, Tim Stone's been cancer free for 15 years. 15 years. And, and the great thing about LLS is, is when you when you donate, whether it's a dollar, five dollars, hundred dollars, whatever you want to do, right? Um, like you you are you are giving to a fundraiser uh, to a society that not only focuses on research, but focuses on resources. So LLS, uh, because cancer is expensive. Mm -hmm. And so 
they have resources for people to, if you need to be driven to your appointments, or if you need assistance in paying for things, uh, LLS uh, will help you. You know, you have leukemia, they will help you. And again, the other part does go to research because the end goal is that this isn't an issue anymore and that it's a cure, that there's a cure. So, uh, but it's really awesome that they do focus on the fact that cancer is expensive, having cancer is expensive and you just need to focus on on living and You're healing, right? Right, exactly. and focusing on yourself. So that's a huge thing. Um, my, I know that when people are like, "Oh, fundraiser," some people just shut themselves off. But this is a really good cause because you don't know who has been going through this, and you exactly. may be able to help someone just live a better life. Just a yeah. more at ease life, uh, right? While they're going through something so devastating and, and hard on your body. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. why. That's why we need to raise fifty dollars, fifty thousand dollars, so we we know where our money's going. Right. And that's awesome. So again, thank you so much, Kalita, for joining us this, this evening. And thank you so much, Kara, for sharing your heart. Um, I think Kimberly had to, to leave, but that's okay. Uh, and excuse me. Uh, I just want to thank you so much for sharing your heart, Kara, and sharing uh, your story. I know sometimes it's not always easy to share those things, um, but I, I really thank you for, for sharing. And I thank you to our amazing guests that have been in the comments and I just uh, wait until next Monday because it's always fun around here and you want to join in on that fun. We actually, I had put on my uh, 411 list last year that I wanted a stylist on the show. So next Monday is the amazing Joseph Resonalt, Rez who is, a stylist all the way from he works out of beverly hills but he's from new york i think but oh a phenomenal guy phenomenal guy just like kara was phenomenal and uh kalita is phenomenal i don't have nothing but phenomenal people on my show so with that being said i better wrap this up because we're 10 minutes over but that's okay, okay. <laughs> that's okay. you do what you want <laughs> with that folks have an amazing evening because we're all amazing and i keep using that word too much but <laughs> anyways fine. <laughs> Love you all and see you next week. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. Good night.